Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're going to discuss episode six of the second season of Vikings Valhalla entitled Leap of Faith. It was once again written by Niall Queenan and directed by John or Jan Matthews. I thought this was probably the most successful episode this season with the exception of maybe the first episode of the season as you know I have struggled with some of the story arcs as well as Mimi in the feedback but it feels as if this episode had something happening that would make for some confrontation or resolution in the finale and I'm glad to see some storylines moving quicker to that even though I have been dismayed by the pace before we do jump into the recap wherever listen to this podcast Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts I think that's the same thing go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well a like share and subscribe did I already say that I might have already did but it certainly helps to spread the word we are gonna of course break it down per and I like breaking it down where we are geographically because it keeps the flow of the storylines together especially when you're bouncing around all the time in Yamsborg, which continues to be the weakest story arc here's my thing if Freitas was your draw to get these people here, these refugees, you put her on a pedestal as the priestess, which is to soften the blow of the fact that they are effectively slaves for you. If that was the deception and then you find out Freitas, hey, he's been utilizing me for his own gains, his own political power. Why not use that exact same power that you have with the people to rise against the additional oppressors? You guys suck. Anywho, Herefna, I believe that's how you say her name, finds bleeding Freitas and pretends to give her up to Arthur, aka uh, Haker. When he goes asking her mother where they can locate her. So she leads them where she located her body and they find her bloody clothes and wolf tracks. So that's a pretty plausible explanation to her death. And considering that she should not be able to recover successfully to fight the very next day or I don't know, hours later, it would seem... supposed to just take this all in Gudrid Gudrid is that how you say her name begs her son to ask for leniency but he admits they have turned their backs on what is good for a monster who has no qualms setting up his quote son for the murder of Freitas and trying to get him to be condemned to death daddy chill 
Now, of course, I was initially thinking, well, why didn't you do more if you cared so much to try to get your monster of a husband, you know, called out for what he's doing to your son? However, I realized very quickly that she'll just be dismissed as someone who wants to protect her child versus someone who because when you get to the sham trial, you're like, yeah, no, he set this shit up. Freitas gets help from the obvious people that would help her. Meanwhile, Jojo is given uh, his condemnation for the murder of Freitas. So the elders decide to remove his status, exile him, and chop off his hand. Execute Order 66. I didn't see Freitas or Gudra taking a moment to think about the sacrifices jojo has made (laughs) and all of this this heartbreak torture physically and mentally from the man that's supposed to be his father gudrid at least pretends i think she actually loves the boy by helping him with supplies when he is put on the boat so they can take him out to sea to let him adrift on a raft and doing what she can to stave off the bleeding. Everyone else doesn't look too pleased with the actions unfolding. And that should have somehow registered with Arthur. But he seems unfazed. They just made him a villain for absolutely no reason. I'm still not even fully grasping this very much grasping at straws storyline that they presented here. Before being exiled, he once again proclaims his innocence and warns the others on the boat that his father's power-hungry nature will be dire to all of them if you get in his way. Freitas returns back to the village, and I'm not sure we even needed the fight. The fact that she's alive and Haker said that his son killed her should have been enough for everyone to rise up especially Gudrid whose son just got you know exiled and it was all a fucking lie you know you would think at this moment be like you know what let's just stone this motherfucker to death I don't need to see him beat up someone who should be in bed quite frankly I mean damn you just you just pushed out the afterbirth you just I don't <laughs> it's farcical it's very very farcical i'm glad my man's is still getting work but goddamn can y'all give him some good work he deserves it let's move to novgorod olaf is on his way With his hair blowing in the wind, that looked like it should have been on a Harlequin romance novel. (laughs) While hunting with his cousin as well, he is told that his brother has become a fur trader and has left months ago on a sled, on a boat. And if I was lying, I'd come up with a more plausible story. 
and that his concern should be the Yams Vikings that are raiding the Baltic Sea, which is a problem since the trade route to Constantinople is blocked. This is their only viable trade route, and thus Olaf commits to stopping the the uh, the raids, which also, you know, lines up with his shit going on at Cadigat. Why is he so shifty about Freitas, who should be a better adversary, seeing as this would have been the perfect time to 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 launch a coup and Cadigat but no she has yet to do what she was supposed to and that's all we got that's all we got from him this week (laughs) I do like the the cousin I hope we get more of him in season three we focus very heavily and have focused heavily in the previous Viking series on England which is why I really feel as if that storyline can totally be (laughs) cut out if I'm being frank uh, because there's so much more with the the whole you know the Kievan Rus there's so much more with Vikings leaning themselves out in, in Constantinople like there's so many more interesting mind story arcs to to pursue than the consistent one that is just so overly done everywhere we focus Anytime we do historical movies, they're always in fucking England. Don't get me wrong. I love, 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 love <laughs> my English European history. But Europe is not just Britain or France. There's plenty of other places. Speaking of, let's go to London. Only reason why I was happy for this story arc is because my zaddy is finally home. Baby. Geetha tells Godwin Emma has left with Agnar. Wait a minute. Who are you? And I'm mad because she had a stooge this entire time. Because he even looked concerned. Agnar. Oh, no. I'm just not getting this man's name. Who is he? We needed to know more. She has decided to be proactive and search for the bear, knowing she was played, but not quite sure how. But... In the words of Jojo, it's just a little too late. At a nail house, after telling Agnar laughingly, the barkeep or ale housewoman, is that what they called her? She will only speak with the queen. Emma presents herself and she tells her, look, the bear is John Fletcher. He was a guardian of Godwin when they used to live around here. And that Godwin, after the betrayal, became bitter and angry, and that uh, John Fletcher will do anything for him. Godwin is then given the heads up that the Queen is in Sussex, and just like when he saw his deceased upset, he knows exactly what is going on. Agnar and Emma, of course, find the bear when he has already deceased himself. No evidence to tell if he's been murdered, but very convenient. I will say, how the fuck did Godwin get word to him so damn fast? (laughs) I know that the continent of England is not that huge. The continent, that's not accurate, even close to being. You know what I meant? The country of Brittany. 
which is actually not Brittany. Okay, Great Britain. That basically you can get from London to all the way to like Edinburgh in like a day or something like that. Is that, I'm pretty sure that's true. But you can't get there that fast. They do find the family ring. However, when they return, she finds herself joyfully uh, wishing her husband a hello. And I'm like, bitch, me too. (laughs) Where have you been, Canute? You cannot leave the show this long. You cannot. I need to see you going around with your crazy ass daddy doing things. I need more of that unless... (laughs) of your queen and godwin she advises him of her concerns but she admits while she is suspicious nothing actually concretely implement implicates godwin in anything and when she did what she did by torturing afelwin she certainly didn't do it knowing godwin was guilty of any crime so because she cannot afelwin be accounted for in this supposed deception an olive branch must be offered and that olive branch is Geetha Geetha who is so caught up in Aethelwyn's Aethelwyn's stories of Godwin's love that she is eager to toss his clear ambitions to the side and bashfully or brash brazenly that's the right word says that I can give him the one thing that she couldn't which is a son that could be king of england and now we know why he seduced Aethelwyn. he decided to go a roundabout way of so stupid can we just say that so dumb you know this girl is so lovesick you could have just seduced her but i suppose that would have been too obvious so he had to do this whole workaround it worked out for him i suppose but it feels sloppy just too sloppy especially when it took all of two hours for your ass to figure out what the fuck was going on (laughs) if you didn't trust him you should have said you know what i'm gonna make my own inquiries last and certainly not least Leif in wonderland or alice in wonderland whichever you prefer kason and marita i'm calling her marita because that's what with her red hair what Mimi called her from Brave is it Merida though I'm pretty sure it's Merida have sex she is happy about being free but by the way in which Kaysan's ass and backside is sculpted to damn perfection I'd be pretty happy about the sex too the girls are once again swimming with Batu shaving instead of getting frolicky with them they is just horny as hell, ain't they? <laughs> I ain't mad at them. I ain't mad. <laughs> but certainly one got himself a girlfriend and the other two is like, you can have one of us. You need to choose by two. Hell, you can have both. <laughs> Harold and Leif, they go to see that their path is blocked by a huge waterfall with Leif impressed one minute and then concerned the next about how they are going to survive that and then have to get past the passion eggs which are over the horizon 
His group, however, is not too keen to move forward any longer, seeing as they are pretty content to not risk death with the Pechen eggs and simply remain camped here. Worse, Leif tells them he will need to lose the furs if they mean to get through the falls anyway. And thus Harold walks away in an understandable huff. How do I reach these kids? He's thrown a few tantrums where I'm like, sir, but we've come this far. We're this damn close. <laughs> we might, there's already been a death. We need to keep going. It needs to be worth it. But then when he finds out he has to give up his furs, that's when he himself has to question is this a good idea? And I love, love, love that Leif put him in this situation to humble his ass. Miriam picks Atropa in the event that she will no longer be able to handle the pain and intends to kill herself rather poetically because she's the goddess that will cut the string of life or something to that effect. So Leif kisses her and they make love. I did wonder about Leif a couple of episodes ago, even maybe one episode ago, that he wasn't going to be able to handle it. Like, I was like, what? But I do think that after seeing them in the after Coitus Glow, that Leif does understand, has come to some type of actual enlightenment and emotional growth that I didn't give him credit for because he hears that she's dying. He hears that she prepare, she's preparing to kill herself if the pain becomes too great. He doesn't give her false promises. He doesn't, you know, try to dissuade the inevitable outcome. He simply wants to spend time with her. I think that she helped him out of the dark place that he was at after live by giving him inspiration to live again all the things that are worth living for and he did let live go you know she's in Valhalla he doesn't believe in that but for her you know she's getting from him his escort but also you know, a, a comfort at the end of her life. She doesn't have anyone else if that's the end of her life. And I believe it is so. As she asks, you know, how did you figure out the, the mass situation? What's the science behind that? And he's like, well, just something I know. However, I did tell him because he needed to know what he and be put in the position of what he is asking others to do, which is sacrifice something that Harold hasn't had to do even though you know he did get gutted last season I'm dying help me and then he follows it up with everyone wants to well he started it with everyone wants to live has something to live for and thus you can't pretend every challenge is something to be to rise above or thus they are cowards which is what he called them Miriam while embracing what may come admits that she doesn't want to die either 
Elena approaches Harold to further reinforce what he cannot understand yet, which is love and freedom. Because he's, he's like, how could you abandon me? I thought you'd be the last one to not want to keep going forward, especially for your father. And she says, I didn't say I didn't want to go forward. I said, I understood how they're feeling. Love and freedom are hard things to let go of when you've never been in their position to understand how much they covet them. Yes, there are threats, but they aren't real until they present themselves. And right now it feels like the safest thing to do is what they're doing. He brings up her dad and the fact that he was willing to make the journey knowing about the passion eggs, but she explains that it's because he feared something else more. She tells him of how the Chewed had invaders coming in, killing people by the hundreds. Her father went to Constantinople and negotiated an end to the raids. With a great tribute, he was returning to Constantinople to offer the emperor, which is the, the, uh, the emblem she has around her neck. And he says, I admire you for being brave to deliver on your father's promise, allowing her to keep what is so very valuable. I think that was a little bit of a test as well of her saying, you know, if you sacrifice, you, you don't know what it is that you might be rewarded just for doing the right thing. And so after realizing he does need to, uh, to show and not just dictate. He ends up tossing the furs in and says, look, I can promise uh, to do my best to keep you safe, but I cannot do that here. And when they see that he's willing to sacrifice just as much as they are to get to their final destination, because in the end, getting there is far more valuable than dying getting there. (laughs) And that's how Harold has been like, oh, I'll go by myself. And he's like, you can't because you need these many people to row it. You know, you got to stop trying to go at it alone. A, you need people. B, being a good leader means leading by example. And I feel like this arc very much has grown Harold as a character it's the most successful arc there is with Leif because he is becoming much more of a leader other than just trying to pursue his narrow-minded goal it's not all about him I do have these other people that have their own hopes and dreams and desires and if we are to do this together then I have to keep that in mind as well Then the crew make their way over the waterfall and we are left on a cliffhanger. I gave this episode an 8.8 out of 10. Now that it looks like we're done with the stupid Haker stuff, hopefully things pop off in in Kattegat the way it should have five or six episodes ago. I'm guessing that Olaf is on his way back. And I'm really curious to see how things go down next episode because it is entitled Passion Egg. So I know we're going to get some fucking fighting. And I know that one man has a score to settle in which I want to see him settle. 
So before we sign off, let's hop into the mailbag. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. I just watched uh, Vikings Valhalla episode six of season two. And the first thing I would like to do is I would like to to say to whoever directed and wrote this episode, you can go to hell. How dare you give me an opportunity to see Leif's fine ass in the thrones of love and you fucking betrayed me. You shortchanged me. I am very fucking mad. I love that my man is in love. I love that she loves him back. But what I do not love is how your bitch ass didn't let me see what I wanted to see. We all we got was his shirt him shirtless and it was for like three seconds i didn't need everything i would like i wanted to see something even if it was like just you know them like the silhouette like the shadow version of them undressing each other like but because i know y'all will show lace body so i know that ain't it i would like to know who was responsible for this so i can send them an angry letter like y'all make us look at everybody else, whether I want to or not. But y'all wouldn't let me get my mans. I'm so mad. Um, the only reason I am not bitter about this episode was because everything else was, was uh really good. Like I I love the conversation between Miriam and Leif. I love how <laughs> she was just going around. Picking some berries just in case I got it off myself. You know, I'd rather take my own life than live in agony. And he was like, oh, are these edible? And she like jumped over there to be like, oh, no, it was so cute. <laughs> he was looking at her like, what are you doing? And then like their conversation is so mature. And I I don't know. We just we never got to see the side of Leif when he was with um, Liv. It was either, you know, he was throwing up his throwing down his gauntlets for fucking Freitas old ungrateful raggedy ass or he was you know with Harold we saw like them build a friendship but we really didn't see him and live you know you know and like you know cuddled up getting in like you know talking to each other I mean granted they grew up together so he probably already knew her but still like seeing him like fall in love with someone especially over like a common interest, an interest that he didn't even know he had until she brought it to him. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, looking at her all pale, I was like, oh my God, is she, she did not look like this the last time we saw her. She like, she's getting worse, whatever the hell is wrong with her. And um, that last little conversation they had when they were all huddled up on the ground, I don't know what she was like if she was wearing her like dress or her like shawl or something like over her like chest area. But that shit material looked very, very comfortable. And when she was like, I don't want to die. That was so sad and beautiful. The conversation they had afterwards when, you know, he was like trying. He like she was like, you know, explain to me the science behind, you know, the boat getting over the fall. And he was like, well, basically, 
I just wanted Harold to understand like what he's putting everybody else through. He's asking them to do something and he don't even understand the severity of it. And I was like, see, that's my man's right there. I always said Leif was clever. I always said he was very smart and he's just proving me wrong. Uh, sorry, proving me right. <laughs> anyway, I uh, liked, um, you know, them all coming together. I, I don't know like what's about to happen but I just have this really bad feeling that something something's gonna happen to Miriam I just I don't know Leif has been through enough I don't want this to be her demise like she just looks so frail and she looks way more frail than she did when we were first introduced her um but I'm sure you know being on a boat day in and day out isn't helping whatever kind of sickness she has because it seems like some type of lung type of a thing which, I mean, she, I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but it couldn't have been something that she was, like, born with, some type of, like, uh, con uh, congenital thing, because she wouldn't have made it this far in life. So it had to be, like, some type of disease that she got over time. So I'm thinking it's some type of, like, infection, like, maybe she has, maybe she got, you know, some type of flu, and her body just didn't fully recover, and she still has pneumonia. I don't know. Her cough sounded very covid -y. Um it's like a smoker's cough, a person with COPD, some type of pulmonary disease. Um, and people with like chronic diseases or they have a pneumonia that just don't really go away. It kind of sounds like that. So I'm thinking like something like that. I don't know. But I guess we'll see. But um, I wanted to get this out because I want to go ahead and go to this this next episode. And I, um, you know, now that this Freitas thing is wrapped up, I, I don't know. If I care enough, I, I will say though, the whole, like when she, you know, was found in the woods by that girl, I was like, okay, I knew she was going to show back up. And then they like, you know, Freitas was like, I got to go get my son. And she was like, um, you know, she was so determined. And I was like, you are like barely able to walk. Like, how the fuck do you think this is going to go? And she was like, either I kill him and he kills her. I'm like, unless the people in the town turn on him, bitch, where where do you think this is gonna go and I was like I, I feel like I knew know where this is going but what I will say was when he like he because he had her sword and I was like wow it's fucked up he about to try and stab her with her own sword I was like <laughs> somebody should throw a rock at his ass and then <laughs> one of them hit him in the back I started laughing I was like are you really throwing stones like that's hilarious <laughs> I didn't think they were really going to do it, but like for him to get stoned to death, like that's fucking embarrassing. Um, I think it sucks that it took Freitas death for her to like, you know, man up. You didn't even want to fucking raise up for your son. Like, I get it. I, I feel like she believed dude over her son and her son was like, I didn't kill Freitas. Nobody believed her. It's like, you said Freitas was dead. He's like... <laughs> when he saw her like at the thing like his whole like demeanor change like th these town folks are stupid as fuck like everything about it like the way when Freitas like got her son back and she put her sword up and then all the people from outside just came in y'all just gonna live happily ever after after they treated y'all like shit because of this dumbass dude is this really how this is gonna go you guys are fucking stupid whatever I don't like this y'all and I, they can all go to hell 
Um, I hope uh, we get to see Leif meet his little nephew and Harold meet his son. I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition, but I'm hoping that we're done with this storyline because I don't give a shit anymore. I did think that the baby was cute super chunky and i love it he didn't like he missed freitas at all just gonna point that out there this whole time i've been trying to like who and what have they been feeding this baby because freitas ain't never gave him any fucking milk from her nipple so her breast milk ain't even come in so how is this like who's feeding him what are we giving him how is he so chunky and fluffy what what did they feed babies back then i feel like they fed them fed them breast milk is that am I wrong? Um, what else? Oh, we got to see Canute. I, I swear I was just thinking about him last episode. Like we probably not going to see him in this episode. And then, oh, surprise, he showed up. And then uh, we got the reveal that uh, King Canute is uh, betrothed. Uh, what was her name? Geetha to um, Godfrey. Is that his name? I, that's not his name. You know what I'm talking about. But, like, I'm just going back to what you said. Because I just feel like, like, trying to think that he calculated his maneuver so well that he could, prop, like, using probability, could predict how Emma was going to respond seems too fucking far-fetched. So, I haven't listened to all of your um, podcasts so far up until, oh, no, I have. I'm lying. I don't I don't remember what you last said, but I I haven't I mean you haven't done five yet, but I don't know how you can say that he put all these maneuvers into place. Like how would he know that Emma was gonna torture um what's her name to death? Like like I, I don't I don't know. So he like made up this whole relationship with her, found her brother, used the bear to get her brother to attempt the life on Emma. And then in hopes that, um, Ethel, no, what's her name? Ethel Lynn? No, I don't know. She has some fucking weird name, Ethelwyn or something like that. I think it's Ethelwyn. She was going to walk upon, walk up on her brother's dead body at the same exact moment that Emma was paying attention and then she was going to be like, oh, why did you respond that way? And then, you know, she's going to make her confess that that was her brother. Like, I just feel like the only way that shit would be realistic is if we're in some type of AI fucking mat, like some type of AI computer genius that can do probabilities to like pinpoint every human response. Like there's too many things that would have had to be purposely put in place for due to have orchestrated this thing like i'm not saying he's not on some bullshit i'm not saying he's not making some shit like he's not put like moving chess pieces i would even say he probably killed the bear like but it's just like i mean i know he told her about the bear but she also overheard him talking so i think some things like some things just couldn't have been put into place the way that they have so i i just I don't understand how I'm supposed to believe that he maneuvered this whole thing. I always thought he was going to end up with um, uh, Forkbeard's uh, daughter because she's a princess. I remember the way he was eyeballing her. So I, when he, this whole uh, uh, Ethel, uh, Ethel, 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 when came like love 
thing came up, I was surprised. I was like, I don't even remember them looking at each other until this season. So that was a surprise. But it does make sense that he would be married to Canute's niece. That would put him right in the family. Um, I just I don't know. I'm trying to see like I want to see how everything falls into place because I do think Emma was on to something. But some things just seems too convoluted for me to believe that it fell into place perfectly for him. So I don't know. Um, I'm kind of done with this storyline, too. I I just want to see what's happening with this daggone waterfall in these uh, pegnish because I want to see if they make it to Constantinople and I want to see. I want to just I, I want Miriam to make it and I want her to at least have some time with Leif because he already lost Liv and he lost his fucking mind. Granted, now he has something else to take his focus. He learned a lot of stuff and maybe that'll be his new journey. Maybe he won't respond the way that he did with Liv. But I also think he deserves to be happy for a little bit and being with uh you know, a woman he fell in love with on a boat for months shouldn't be the way their story ends. So I am looking forward to see how this plays out. But I mean, I feel like it was a reason they introduced her, a person, a woman of color <laughs> and she's dying. I don't think she's going to make it all the way to the end and be in season three. But I hope I'm proven wrong. So I guess we'll see. Um, I will end it here until next time. Love, peace, Harry, some black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Mainly upset that she did not get to see <laughs> the ins and outs and everything in between. I feel you though. I get it. But I also realize COVID. <laughs> I don't forget when shit was filmed in COVID. Yeah. They could have had a closed set, but it wasn't. That's why they had him outside. It was like, yeah, this is this is the best that we're going to be able to do for y'all. <laughs> I was mad I didn't get my zaddy sex scene. So we both was disappointed. I ain't saying I, ain't, I don't feel you. I ain't saying I feel you. You know, I got to thank you for the good news. Anyhow, anyhow, other than that, yeah you did you listen to my last podcast because you asked last time how does that baby getting some milk and i'm like girl wet nurses exist <laughs> don't worry that baby go get some milk but did not seem at all like i was cool i was happy i didn't know shit was going on <laughs> clearly they weren't taking they weren't not now i'm wondering i'm like did he kill yo daddy and steal you as a baby jojo uh since he's still alive i'm guessing he's uh, something to do <laughs> um yeah i did laugh when they started throwing rocks at him i thought that was hysterical i'm like I, why i just didn't think we needed the fight we need the fight but them just stoning him to death that felt appropriate <laughs> that is one person against everybody else and then and you have elders i'm like fuck you're you have to answer to somebody get the hell out of here why you why you have so much autonomy um what else yeah i don't have much to say with the emma storyline other than i'm just they just never sold me on godwin that smart not that to say that i i wouldn't believe it but it was just it was too convoluted to for it to possibly have been impressive in 
in the amount of time they gave him unfortunately it was not built up yes we we saw one ingenious like plan from godwin last season but i certainly i just don't buy it i don't buy the actor i don't buy him playing this role he feels so easily see-through that's another reason why i just i can't you know you need to be someone that people wouldn't expect and yet you're someone everyone expects (laughs) Uh, so while she didn't have any concrete proof you know this ending with him being given Geetha I certainly like I I know I know why Canute had to do what he had to do he's like fuck my wife killed your 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 engaged (laughs) it's only fair that I feel you know and he even makes it like hey if it really was love imagine the heartbreak he's going through and because we can't say it it was isn't imagine how i would feel if i lost you i I really love how he listened to her he didn't dismiss her but he simply said you know we need we get we need a strong case and this unfortunately is too circumstantial it's like we know he's guilty we but we have to be able to 100 percent prove it and uh yeah i just wish she was she was portrayed smarter than what she had been up until this particular episode <laughs> and i don't have much more to add with the the life story line other than girl you must i don't i was like you too like oh he doesn't deserve it but hey we live and we love we love and we lose love and while i was certainly on your side like Lave shouldn't have another story that's gonna end in tragedy i think if anything it's going to be more rejuvenating than it is. It's like, yeah, you can love, you can lose love and that might happen, but you still can go on. You have things that, you know, you can love again, right? Cause after live, he would have said, I could never love now he's loved again. And thus I think that in itself and what he has now learned from her, he can take and build himself a future like I said, th- those stories are going to diverge at some point. And I would have loved a woman of color to continue to be because then now they'll be like, well, we, we did it. We crossed it off the list. So when some, <laughs> oh, we know, we know that's so, is that is that cynical? That's so cynical to say. But at the same time, mm, mm. anyhow, we shall see though. We shall see. I don't mind. I really don't. <laughs> I like Miriam a lot, but I don't. I never at any moment thought it was meant to last. If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Once again, like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic. Hustling, 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 hustling.